Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Racing Only Better. This is it. This is our Grand National preview show. This is the preview show of day three of Aintree. And of course, it all builds up to the big one, the Grand National. We will be getting stuck into that with the boys in due course. But of course, we are going to go through it from the top of the card at 1.45. Very quick check-in. Dan, straight over to you because you have been at Aintree. The rest of us have not yet. Uh, how is life over there in Liverpool? Yeah, it was nice. Although I'm at Liverpool now, I'm so close, I'd, I can commute every morning. But um, Barnet will be gone by the time anybody sees me on... If they, can, if they can turn the clock back and wind back to Friday afternoon when they listen to this on Saturday, my Barnet will have been a fair bit different. Well, I mean, that screenshot I sent you of your hair in the room... <laughs> do you remember, do you remember Johnny Bravo? I, I replied I know, that to yeah. you. You might not remember... Yeah, no, it it was, did, yeah. I, I, I know who it is now. It's Dennis the Menace. That's who it is. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, Kev, your your team happy? Bambridge won, obviously. Very exciting. Yeah, um, particularly sweet one now, Vanessa, because you can imagine now it wasn't easy for for Joseph to pull him out of Cheltenham when he was there and ready to go. And then there, there was a bit of a, a a fair old debate now over where he should go this week and weather watching, etc. So look, these are these are big calls. So when they work out. It's um, it, it's particularly sweet, and uh, the horse did his thing. He, he was very good, I thought. Yeah, loved it. And TC, are you enjoying the week so far? Yeah, I, it was like killing the firstborn, wasn't it? When you said Constitution Hill was a bit underwhelming, but he was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I said the same mm. to Barry, and Barry just. I just wasn't sure there was a load left, but no, no, no. I looked at that and I just thought if he was ever going to get beat over hurdles, that was the day. I don't think I don't think he had a lot left in the tank. Jamie well, Lynch texted me and made a good point quickly. He just said that um, he just okay. Go on. We have spoken. to move on because I will be told off by Barry, and then right. the listeners get cross and everyone gets cross. This is all for weighed in, Dan. You're not welcome on weighed in. No, so no. If, it an, if it was an interesting point, it's going to have to wait. I'm afraid. <laughs> Uh, I feel bad now. Go no, on. I no, I need to be. I need to be kept in line. We'll okay. Carry on. We roll on the one forty-five entry on Saturday. The two-mile novice chase, guys. We get to see John Bond back in action, and he is one to two to get the job done with Betfair currently. Not long till May. Eleven to two, next best in the market. Bambridge is still in there, but he won't be for long. So, of course, he won on Thursday. Calico twelves, the horse that met John Bond earlier on in the season. Dan, I will come to you first for this. Uh, the, yeah, I think he's he's highly likely to win. He, he backed up last year, which is encouraging. At the time, you probably thought, well, he only scrambled home, but he scrambled home from the best two-man of his chaser and an extremely exciting horse in El Fabiolo. I'm looking more into the without markets if they come through. Now, we've only got the current show prices and Marvel de Cerisi is 12 to one with a sports book. So Tony might be advised better on this. Do you reckon about 11 to four for three to it's, one that he finishes? It, it's, it's difficult because obviously Bambridge is a, it's going to come out an yeah. artificially inflated price because everyone thinks he's a non-runner. So you've got rule fours, just very messy, isn't it? So at the moment, I don't think you could give a, give a good handle on the betting. To yeah. Be He's the one I'm most interested in finishing second, though, because I thought he was betting the result in the plate and not long till May's form didn't exactly get a boost on the opening day with the way stage star run. OK, so a bit wide open in behind John Bond. Does John Bond just win, Kev? Oh, like if there was going to be an entry kind of blowout, it, it might be him. 
Look, he's he's good. Look, at once Banbridge comes out, like he's uh, and he will come out imminently. He 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 will be super short. Um, he will be super short. But I I just felt there was little creaks there. Um, hints to them at Warwick and like Jesus, the 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 deeper we got into the race at Cheltenham, like he was jumping left, he was hanging left, like he's. I just, I, I, I just wonder. I just wonder. Look, he's going to be a million to one on. It'll be a cheap lay if that's what you want to do. But just to me, there's hints there that it could be one of these um, classic Aintree blowouts that that we occasionally see from horses that that have run big at Cheltenham. And he and he did run big. He didn't win, but um, yeah, I, I didn't think he had too much in the tank. Now up the run in, he, he looked to be crying enough to me. So um, look, you'd love to have a more solid one in against him. Um, I don't think Banbridge will tag off again, unfortunately. But um, um, yeah, that that'll be my play. I think I'll take him on. And I'd probably lay him for a place if you're going to do it. It'd be two places with five runners, you know, all duck or no dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and TC, you've already mentioned the betting up in the air because of the Banbridge factor. So does that mean that you're sort of holding off at the moment? Even if Banbridge is already out, I'd have no interest in having a bet in this race. So we can we can go back and have a chat about Constitution Hill. Seriously, no bet. No bet. Okay, well, should we move on to the 225 then, where we've got five places with Betfair? So bear that in mind. It is, of course, the handicap hurdle. It's over three miles and the half a furlong. West Balboa is the 13 to two favourite for Team Skeleton. Outlaw Pete next best at eight to one. Um, Bondon's Town lad for John McConnell. If you don't tip this up, TC. I just feel like you're a, you're a John McConnell lover, TC. It's 18 to 1 in here. Uh, Gatsby Gray is in there at 20s. I mean, it's a wide open affair, but TC will come to you first for this. Please tip the John McConnell horse up. Um, just clarifying, good time. Johnny's the 5 to 1 favourite in the race. Um, and uh, he's around about 13 to 2 on the exchange. I don't think that's that bad a price because mm. he would have won the pretense with £5 more on his back, wouldn't he? Um, uh, there is 13 to 2 in the mar- a wider marketplace, and he is 7.6 on the exchange at the moment. So I wouldn't put anybody off that. Baldens Town lad will like will like the ground. Um 18s with a sports book, but 10 points bigger currently on the exchange. Uh no, I'm my old mucker Mexico. Then I was a bit oh. I was a bit gutted I totally missed him last time because Barry uh. said for a text after it actually gagged up last time. Um so I was a bit gutted. Like a reverse after time. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was only 11 to 4 that day, and and I, I backed him at a much bigger price when he was uh, staying on eighth in the EBF final at Sandown. But God, he was impressive last time. Uh, and it was a fair time as well, and he was beating two informed horses. Handicapper could have got a bit more jiggy than seven pound rise he was given. Uh, yeah, and I just really like his uh, like his profile. I think the step up to an extended two mile seven last time was was the making of him. He looked a bit slow at Sandown. And yeah, I think uh, for Mark of 129, I still think he's got something in him. He was a good bumper horse. I love the fact that he's had a sight of the track in in October. Um, I like if that was uh, if that was forward planning, that was that was a good idea. And also, he hails from the stable who landed a big touch in this uh, with hometown boy two years ago. Uh, so everything points to me. Mexico 14 to one each way five places and that is probably going to be my nap and my bet of the oh. day he was oh, you've given it away hey eh? you've given it away early i'm sorry i'm not sure if i'm going to back him yeah yeah but no but what a, what a <laughs> twist it'll be if you change if tony changes his mind 
Yeah. Yeah, you've got to stay to the end of the pod now, because wow, imagine. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm very, I'm very fickle. I do like to change my mind. I do like. Uh, to change my mind. I like to keep so, people on tender hooks. Is that even the right word? I don't. Even it is. Yeah. <laughs> don't say tender. Tender. <laughs> tender. Tender. Oh. Tender hooks. <laughs> I like to keep them waiting until the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mexico. I can, I can actually see in sort of single figures actually. Really? Okay. Um, Dan, o- over to you for this. Well, I congratulate Tony on his horse finishing a gallant second oh. up in the each way part because I think he mentioned the first winner in his first sentence and his favourite. But oh, y- you see certain Ch- Cheltenham winners that last in the memory a long time. What a good time Johnny did was freak show stuff. I, w- I watched the vid- video back and was counting how many he had ahead of him at certain points. He was he had 18 ahead of him at the second last, and he still had eight ahead of him at the last. And he ended up winning by three and a quarter lengths, despite having Metroable and not jumped well on the inside. What <laughs> the performance of a rem- remarkably well-handicapped horse. Have I gone slow? Yeah, bloody love Wi Fi. Um, you better shut that porn hub down before you. I'm hoping that good time journey runs a bit faster than I talk, so that's the conclusion. (laughs) Okay, the the favorite then for Dan and Kev, over to you. This is a race that I mean, so many in here have chances, but please go away from the favorite. No, I won't. I won't. I love Johnny. <laughs> it's it's it's. I'd say Tony Martin woke up the, the morning that the revised handicap ratings came out and said he thought he'd died and gone to heaven because he'd be Tony Martin would be well accustomed to a horse of his winning a big handicap in Ireland in this sort of style. You know, getting like literally 10, 11, 12 pounds, uh, and he's got away with five here. Um, look, and I know that's within the context of a, of a you know fundamentally different system in the UK. They do go easier on winners, etc. But like Tony says, like geez, five pounds wouldn't have stopped him at Cheltenham, you wouldn't think. And look, I know he was trained for that, and that, that may well prove to be his peak for the season. But um, it, I think at the price, like you gotta have it, you gotta take a chance. If if he's himself, like he's gonna run massive, isn't he? Um, Lee McKenna on again, conditions are gonna suit. Um, yeah, good time, Johnny. Um, not a bad favorite at all in a big field handicap. Heard of him? Am I mad to propose for the longer term that he could actually put himself into status hurdle contention next year? Yeah, wouldn't be a million to one. Yeah, it wouldn't be a million to one. People were saying that about Maxim after uh, uh, over Christmas. It's I wasn't, I'm too good a judge for that. Okay, so two two votes for good time, Donny, at five to one currently with the sports, but let's move Here's on. Here's Johnny. Pod title. Um, two miles, four furlongs, the Mersey novices hurdle. We'll get to see Hermes Allen try and bounce back from the flop at Cheltenham. He's currently seven to two at the top of the market. And that is the big question here, Dan, for me. Can he bounce back? He's up against the likes of Dark Raven. You wear it well. Obviously, the Cheltenham winner, Irish points, Swerve Cheltenham, Springwell Bay in there as well. Um, it doesn't look the strongest of great ones for starters, but it's all about if Hermes Allen can bring back the early season form, isn't it? Yeah, there are positives. I mean, that that was a notable market move from to be st- so strong in the betting yeah. against the pick of some of the Irish. It was it was incredible. And 
his form in a weird way was actually boosted handsomely later in the week because you wear it well, came out and dominated the mare's race. She's likely to be suited by going back up in trip. She's a very useful animal. But I'm hoping it's going to be one of those entry results where something from slightly left field uh, jumps out the ground. I've been very impressed with Springwell Bay since the day one of market raise and bumper. First start for John Joe. He absolutely obliterated them. He looked well out of the ordinary. And he's had one blip so far over hurdles at Cheltenham, but I mean, that that was a proper performance last time. Three of them turned in with not much between them. He ended putting up ended putting up nine or so lengths between him and the rest. And one of the others was Attica, who came in on a hat-trick after winning at Cheltenham and Ascot. And uh, the runner-up Persian Times looks a useful stayer as well for the McNeils. I, I think he's a very smart horse. And it isn't a million, is it, that Hermes LM blows out, given how he ran at Cheltenham? It's definitely not a million, that is for sure. And TC, mm. off the back of that comment, does that mean that you're taking him on as well? Uh, I looked at this race and I, I couldn't really see a bet. I mean, the sports book are kind of like pulling you in with four places, but there's a load of depth to this race. Um, it's very similar to the, the race we'll come on to in a moment. But no, I couldn't see. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of Springwell Bay. Um, you know, they obviously gave it some time after the Cheltenham disappointment. Very impressive at Ascot. Did as he should have done under a penalty at Weatherby. But the 10s went into 15-2 to two with the Sportsbook yesterday. Uh, and he's around about nines on the exchange. I thought that was fair. I thought if there was a bet in the race, that is it. But as it stands, I'm going to keep my powder dry here. I thought it was a really, really tricky race with a lot of depth. You concur, Kev? Tricky race? Yeah, shocker in fairness, isn't it? Um, like, look, Hermes Allen, he, he was he was very good. It was, there was a lot of style about it. Um, maybe not, I almost said not as much substance. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't love that form in Newbury. I know it's worked out quite well. Um, the market support at Cheltenham like, like was odd. It was so eye-catching. Um, but look, it didn't happen. So I found myself a little bit windy on him. Um, like I wouldn't mind Irish Point, but but not strongly. Like look, his form ties in with a lot of the better novice herders around earlier in the season. He got the job done back over two miles at Nace last time. Um, wasn't electric or anything like that, but made the running and was good and authoritative. And uh, look, I, I thought he brought a good level of form to the table. And you'd be disappointed. Well, I'd be disappointed if he wasn't in the frame at the very least. And um, anything after that would be would be a welcome bonus. Okay, and Betfair playing four places there as well on the three o'clock at Aintree. Let's move on to the 335. This is the Liverpool hurdle, and it's a rematch of so many of the stairs hurdlers from Cheltenham. You've got the winner, obviously, Saad Berlin there, home by the lead, Flooring Porter, Dashiell Drasher, Champ comes here as well. And then up at the top of the market, currently at 130, is Mary's Rock. And Kev, better come to you first because you can sort of give us a bit of a line in on home by the lead. Um, he's five to one, third best in the betting behind Mary's Rock, and surprisingly, in some way, flooring Porter at nine to two. Um, funny sort of market to assess, I found. Yeah, look, it's it's a little bit like the stairs hurdle itself at Cheltenham, like like wide open, um, difficult. It'll depend on the bounce of the ball on the day. Um, home by the lead didn't get the bounce of the ball at Cheltenham. Like he, he made he made a shocker of a mistake there at the sixth. Um, like really uncharacteristic like he's normally the other way if anything he's a little bit kind of over high at his hurdles historically and so for him to do that it was it was a fair old shocker now 
Um, but look, he is better than that. I think he was only beaten three and three quarter lengths. I think Aintree will suit him better than Cheltenham. I've never been convinced that Cheltenham is, is really what he wants in terms of a track. So look, he has a very solid chance. I wouldn't put anyone off. Um, he's not my selection. I hope I'm wrong. Um, Florin Porter, um, again, finished just in front of home by the Lee at Cheltenham, but he did so off the back of like, like a, a really rough prep. Um, like I don't think we, we were being um that the full extent of how difficult it was 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 revealed. Um like I I gather like he missed a heap of work. He was doing nothing but swimming for six weeks there in between his last two runs. Um so for him to run as big as he did was a fair effort. Now, minor fear of a bounce. Um, you know, the bounce is often thrown into the mix uh, in in the wrong way, but like he would be a genuine candidate for bounce in that we're assuming he wasn't quite a hundred percent condition at Cheltenham. He's run very big and has he had enough time to um bounce back from that? That's the question mark. But I think if he can, um, there should be some improvement in him. Um he's he's you know he was beaten at entry last year, but he didn't do a whole lot wrong. And I'm thinking he might be able to bounce back here and uh, gain his first win of the season, um, which is which is which is something for like you know doubles double stairs hurdle winner of his age. But I think he might be able to here. Okay, nine to two with the sports book. Dan, over to you for the stairs hurdle. Like Kev said, tricky to unpick. Yeah, I've got I've got two angles into it though. One, my my first thought is loads of those had a really hard race at Cheltenham, and I'm happy to oppose them. And maybe that includes home by the Lee, but he he ran such a freakishly good race considering he almost fell at the one in front of the stands that I was inclined to give him another chance. But I'm playing it twofold. The other one I'm putting up is Champ, who missed everything. And he's just a very good horse. Fresh, isn't he? I know like beating Time Hill and Paisley Park isn't the badge of honour it used to be, but he has beaten all the best British staying hurdlers at various points. It seems from the likes of Sider Burley and Paisley Park that age isn't actually a barrier so much in in this division. Sider Burley winning at age eleven, um, so I'm I'm chancing Hendo to have Champ ready and rolling, having missed Cheltenham this year, which he didn't prior to bombing out in this twelve months ago. So two against the field, about seven to four, coupled uh, Champ and home by the Lee. I think I think a few people will latch on to the champ angle with that freshness. And, you know, he has got a pretty big engine, even though he's an 11 year old now. He's 13 to 2 with the sports book. TC, your view on this race? Any strong opinion? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I would pass on. I mean, Marie's rock obviously was, was very disappointing in the mayor's hurdle. Um, and I asked Nico about that yesterday. And I said, well, just what went on there? Because obviously the, the horses, you know, pretty, uh, you can set your watcher by her, you know, very impressive. And, you know, if she was coming here straight off the, on the back of the Relco win, she'd be, you know, she'll, she'd be sub two to one when, you know, she's currently fours plus on the exchange. I just said, well, what's the problem there? He said, well, she did run below pie. He said, but the the race was a throwout race. He said, we crawled, then sprinted. That wouldn't have suited my horse. We know what she's a lot better than that. I think the step up to three miles will suit. But, you know, she's 130 with the sports. Yeah, she's been backed, hasn't she? Um, no, not massively. She's always been around that. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought I'd seen it open five. So. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, possibly I would have totally missed that. But no, I think she's been that kind of price. And she's, like I said, she's a bit bigger on the exchange, but it's, it's a load of depth to the race. And uh, it's, it's it's potentially very messy. It, obviously, if you, if you gave me a column, said, right, tip one of these horses, 
I think I can make a very cogent case for, for any of the 10 at the current mm-hmm. prices. So, no, but I know I'm the best writer out there and I should win HWPA awards, but <laughs> obviously I don't <laughs> the racing post, so I'm not going to win those, am I? So, um, <laughs> honestly, I honestly thought you were going to get, you were going to tip up your old pal Dashiell Drasher, but anyway. Yeah, we I was a bit surprised to put first-time cheap pieces on him, but I know we're rushing for time, but no, no bet. You know what, as I introed this, as I threw to you, I thought he's going to tip up Dash or Drash it and he'll give us a cheap piece stat and you've disappointed me twofold. <laughs> On both. <laughs> twofold disappointment. Oh, exactly. Uh, oh. Should we move on to the 4.15, which is paying four places with Betfair? This is the Handicap Chase and Nassalam. TC, I'll come to you first. Surely you've got a better than this. Nassalam's your favourite at 5-1. Midnight River, 11-2. Beauport in there at 7-1. Old Boy, Eldorado Allen at 7-1. Shake Mo- Harry in there at sevens as well. Very competitive. That's just the top few in the market. Surely, Dan and TC, these are your, this is your sort of race. I'm expecting strong opinions here. Go, yeah. TC. Uh, well, I've never backed a horse with so many negatives against him. Probably won't let her like the drawing grounds. Shown absolutely nothing this season. <laughs> Good well have gone at the game. Where do I sign up? Where do I sign up to this tipping service? <laughs> Sounds like my cup of tea. But, but basically, it's all about the price, isn't it? I backed, uh, I backed him at fifties um, yesterday and again this morning, <laughs> and he's around about that price on the exchange. The horsey question is Daily Tiger. Yes, I was right. Yeah. That's what I was doing that um, for. Come on. Drop from one hundred and fifty to one hundred and twenty-eight after four runs this season, three of which are over fences. So obviously given a massive chance on his Irish form. Oh, I should have mentioned he's probably a doubtful stayer as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I know he's four pound wrong, so he's effectively only a hundred. Look, he should be about half a million to one, but he's a million to one. Okay, I'll leave the constitution here. I know he's broken his leg in training this week, but... Uh, <laughs> anyway, right, it's... it's Plummeted in the weights, and I think the three mile one trip will see. If you go back and have a look at the court run last April, he was still in there pitching against the likes of Mellon two out. So off effectively off a mark of 132. And Dan Dan knows that Laura Morgan has no peers with handicap chase. Yeah. He might have re- if she's readied him for the big day here of off a mark of 132, given his Irish form, given that I think the trip might be what he needs. Uh, on based on that cork run, yeah, I'll take my chances of 50. You can scoff, I'll let you. I, know. I feel like I've laid it now. If this works out well for TC, we'll definitely get to see the retweeted clip of him doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you've got a one in, you've got a one in 51 chance of me gloating, so yeah. yeah. My main bet is I'm back in John Daly and Tiger Woods to beat Daly Tiger in a match bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> John Daly. <laughs> John Daly loves a punch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I, don't that, I don't mean that work, Dan, do it? Really? Uh, no. Right, I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to back Eldorado <laughs> Allen each way at a, a much more barber price. Um, seven to one. Um, just the class angle that me and Kev often reference, particularly Kev. He's been used to running in this season in Betfair Chases, Charlie Halls, King George's. Now, his last two runs haven't been up there with his best, but he was obviously completely outclassed in the Gold Cup. He's given £7 to Midnight River and more to the others, and I just think that class edge 
with the four places. Each way angle is my main way into it because I'm certain he's going to run well. Um, seven to one Eldorado, Alan, just to, to maybe outclass them. Okay, let's move on to the big one. But before we do, don't forget, bet 10, get 10, guys. Get stuck in to the multiple offer with Betfair on the sportsbook. Have a £10 bet on the sportsbook on racing multiples and get a free £10 bet on racing multiples. Bet 10, get 10. But please read the show's description for the T's and C's and do gamble responsibly. But let's move on. We have the national to get stuck into. Lordy, Lord. We've currently got co-favourites of three on the sports book, which may surprise some people. Corrick Rambler, Delta Work and Noble Yates are all eight to one as we speak right now. Obviously, Corrick Rambler has been the long-time anti-post favourite for this for a good while now. Next best, Gaylord de Manil at 11 to one. Ain't that a shame at 12s. Mr. Incredible at 12s. Le Milos at 14s. Longhouse Poet at 14s. Legend that is any second now at 16s. Capadano in there at 16s. The Big Dog at 16s. Galvin for Davy Russell. Can he go out? on a high where to start here kevin come on you go first um yeah look i had a, had a really good look at this finesse i spent a lot of time on it um looking for various angles in but to be honest uh i, I thought it was too difficult i'm gonna make it a no bet and uh, let the lad move on by the way kevin changed his name to kevin pauline there so yeah <laughs> change it by default from blake to pauline do you think anybody no, listening that... was actually thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look, come here, lads. We, we, we're, in, we're in the horse racing game. There, There is no better pursuit in our game than trying to find the winner of this second race. And, my God, I've been miserable at it over the years. I, I genuinely think I've only ever backed one winner of this. Bala Briggs and I've been I've been on pretty much all like of the horrific bad looks bad beat stories in this race in the last 20 years like Clan Royal and um and and, uh, a couple of oh, other bow. absolute shockers out uh, the what was the JP horse that got nutted by by Neptune Colange Sunny Hill Bow um, yeah, I, I like I've, I've been on them all, lads. I promise you, I, I'm probably not the man to listen to. But look, um, it, it's not far to fairy tale. But I have had Galvin in mind for this for some time. Um, David Russell looked looked a bit more like himself yesterday, which was super to see. Did didn't get a result, obviously, but that might happen today. Um, and Galvin, look, he's always looked a national horse to me. Um, Gordon Elliott has always um. We always spoke of him much more of a grand national horse than than the grade one horse he turned out to be. Um, but look, it was the run last time that, that really um put put me heavily on him. Um he he had a couple of slightly disappointing runs earlier in the season and they found an issue with his back and, and he had that that kissing spine surgery that, that's getting quite fashionable now. And um, Gordon was saying like in, in the weeks leading up to Cheltenham that right, this lad needs to hit every marker to get there. Um, it was a bit of a rush and he got him there and the ground went against him and he still briefly looked the winner at the last over Delta Work, you know, who's a very, very good horse and has a fair chance here himself. Um, to me, he just it, physically before the race, he looked like he he tightened up from the run and he shaped that way in the race. So, look, I'm expecting him to be in better condition here. Um, he has a lot of weight, um, but he has earned it. And I think he just has the right style. Like he, he stays very well. We saw him win the National Hunt Chase a few years ago. Um, like his jumping style would encourage you. Um, and look, Russell is going to be laser focused. He, physically, he probably isn't what he, what he once was. I say there's no doubt about that. But um, mentally, like being mentally right for this race is 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 a thing. 
you know, it might sound a windy thing, but if you've been in that that parade ring before the Grand National, like that's a different parade ring to any other in racing. Like it's quiet. <laughs> like the jockeys, everyone gets wound up because like this is the 10 minutes that can change your life. And um, someone like him who, who's been in there in the fire and mentally isn't going to be doing the wrong thing is 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 an asset to have in your corner. So um, Galvin would be my main selection. I will give two because of the national. Mr. Incredible. He's an absolute yoke of a thing, really. Um, <laughs> a, a, abs, absolute quirk bag. But I love a quirk bag in the Grand National, Vanessa, which is maybe why I haven't backed the winner of it too often. But um, he, he like he's very talented. He, I think he's well handicapped. He ran a stormer at Cheltenham last time. Um, Brian Hayes gets back on. He he's, has some experience on the horse, which is no harm. And look, he'll be ridden quietly. He'll be delivered super late, not until the elbow, um, all being well. But look, I think he has the right set of tools, as I like to say, for the Grand National. And you might tell Vanessa I'm excited. I, I love the Grand National. I love trying to have the winner, even though I fail miserably most years. Can't wait to see it. Hope we have a lovely, clean race, an exciting race. They all come home safe and sound, and I have a winner. Love it. So Galvin at 20s and Mr. Incredible at 12. My, ner- my nerves about Mr. Incredible is like, the atmosphere and the day and he's such a thinker and a quirk bag you'd want to see him jump off and have his head in the game essentially in the early part of the race he is currently 12 to 1 uh, with Betfair on the sports book Kevin has given this the big hype Dan Over yeah to- I, it is a spectacle I quite like the idea of the two misters trying to get out of winning on the long run Mr Coffee and Mr Incredible can you imagine <laughs> I'm so excited. (laughs) As you can tell by my sound. Um, Right. Okay. Now, I'll probably end up back in uh, four. One of them has um, price has gone and CC's on the flashy ones. He'd be my smallest of the bets would be Vanillier. Thinking back to what he did at Cheltenham a couple of years ago, and he could be really well handicapped if you take that last run, literally. Um, I mean, Corat Rambler didn't make him a... I didn't think he was a bad price at sixes. Now he's eights and not even favourite. I'm pretty staggered by that. So he'd be one of my main plays. Slight niggle now is that Derek wasn't fit enough to ride a high senior, but now he's been asked to ride in the Grand National. Um, but he does know the horse very well. He's such a powerhouse. I mean, he might be another one. He could add to it, couldn't he? If he's there with the two misters, it could be a, a really exciting finish. Um, and... Yeah, they are my main two, but the one I'm going to tell when people ask you what you're backing in the national, as they always do every year, I don't know why they haven't learned by now. Um, the one I'm going to give him is any second now, each way. I think he's extremely solid. And this is another we, we got the doubters beaten with Shishkin, we're going to get the doubters to Martin Greenwood's treatment beat, uh, beaten here as well. Because I mean, I think he ran to that this rating last year in pulling well clear of the third. Not saying he's got scope for improvement, but I thought it was a perfect warm-up race the other week over the wrong trip. He basically had the, had them covered from a long way out. He's running two Grand Nationals. He's been placed on both of them when things perhaps haven't gone his way. He ran into one of the best handicapped national horse of all time last season, didn't he, in hindsight? Nobody yeah. is. He's 19 pounds higher now. And he's bidding to do an Amberley House, which is to win the race at the third time of asking. And he went closer in his previous two than Amberley House did. So... Any second now each way is apt to become my main interest in the race. Okay, any second now at 16s. And then Vanillier is in there at 20s. And as you've already said, Coric Rambler has drifted out. Yeah, the fourth might have been Gabby's cross for interest. Right. And don't forget that Betfair is playing six places on the national. So plenty of value to be had. 
TC, finally, over to you for the Grand National. Who are you putting Do you mind? Up? Just mention, he tipped the winner last year as well. Yeah, yeah, unlike Kevin, I just shit winners in the National. So, yeah, don't listen to these two. Just listen to me. Oh, I, I think, um, like Daily Tiger, Noble Yates. <laughs> the better Daily, Daily, Daily Tiger role. I remember, Ollie. Um, no, I um, I backed Galeo de Mindil and Vanilli. Oh. I've gone off them a little bit, uh, but I'm already on anti-post, so uh, I'm on at 16s and 25. So I'm happy enough with those, but at the current prices, no. I'm going to go in two fresh bets. Um, I've, very similar to any second now. I think if you ask me for a horse most likely to finish in the first six places, and obviously the sportsman could play in that, that amount of uh, places, I would probably nominate Longhouse Poet. Now he's... 20s on the ex, 21 on the exchange, but I think if you're playing him, I think you want to back him each way at 14s with the six places. That's across the board on odds checker. Obviously, comes in here in form, travelled like the winner for a lot of the race last year. Uh, and if they can keep a, a, a tap on the exuberance, then he could see out the race a lot better. Uh, I think if he jumps around or jumps around as well as he did last year, I think I think he'll finish in the first six again. Might might lack a winning edge off that kind of mark, but are there. Um, and yesterday I was very, very, I was looking at the market and I was, I was looking at Angel Delan, uh, and he was around about 150 on the exchange. He actually traded 117. He's come down a little bit and I've been chipping away at him. Uh, but the sports, he's now around about 95 there, but the sports book are still 80 to one six places. So Angel Delan is that. Uh, the reason being he was, he was 20 to one in this race last year, uh, off a higher mark um and i've seen enough he unseated at the first but i've seen enough from him this season especially over christmas in the paddy power uh when i thought he ran a really good race uh over three miles simon torrance got to know him um when he had very little chance in the bobby joe last time and yeah i just think he's he's handicapped around a big race and crucially they haven't all his best races have, have come when he's been running tongue tie he hasn't worn a tongue tie at all this season um it's on on Saturday, yeah, and considering, like you said, he was 20s for the race last year, off a higher mark, I think 80s probably does him a disservice. He's Obviously, he's got a lot of back class, third in an Irish national, which is probably one of the key one of the key pointers to this race. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very happy with Enjoy Delan at uh, 80s each way, six places. And if you're more conservative like the other two, uh, Longhouse... <laughs> <laughs> oh, TC, you're, you're right. You're writing a horrific story for me because Longhouse Bowden and Joy Dallan were my two last year. Well, I clearly, well, I clearly obviously, deserted, I didn't know that. deserted both of them. <laughs> and obviously, you know what's going to happen thought, now. One, I, one of them is going to win. And I'll tell you, just, just. Are you yeah. And I was like, what yeah. Grimacing at this selection, like I couldn't put. Yeah, a like that's it. They, they were my two last year. Just, just on Longhouse Poet to add, um, JJ Slevin has the right now. He, he's retained for for. Mull Ryan and like I, I I happened to end up speaking to him about this the other day. Like and he he's very laser focused in what needs to be different this year. Like he he needs to relax better. And like he'll be you, you know, he, he's going in with his eyes open and he'll be he'll be laser focused and doing everything he can to keep this horse relaxed um in prelims, early stages, etc. Um, you know, JJ's ridden an Irish national winner, he's it's not his first rodeo, full of confidence after Banbridge. So um it'll 
already sickened me in some ways, but I, but I would be thrilled for for JJ if it happened, and and for you, Elizabeth, as well. I'll be see doubly you. delighted if Enjoy <laughs> Oasis. Oh, imagine! Straight on the phone, Every typical. Given my bad beat history in the national lads, uh, I forget <laughs> all what I said. Just just back TCs too, there because I said. Stick them in a forecast. <laughs> Yeah. I, hope, I hope there's yeah. no I hope there's no cliffs for you to jump over in near golden. Yeah. <laughs> right. oh, tell guys, that wraps up uh the show. It is just time for naps, please. We've already had TCs, which is Mexico, earlier on in the show. Is that all right? Yeah, we're going loco in Acapulco, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Go in. What was that film? Oh, did the dance. I don't oh. know. <laughs> It you was Phil song. Collins, wasn't it the Phil Collins film when he was a, ba- a buster? I oh, think. buster, yeah, okay. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> you know when TC's in good form when he's tipping up 80 and 40 to one shots and he did the dance there unrequested just for the hell of it. <laughs> I've never been to Mexico. I've never been to Mexico. National Preview Pod has got TC excited. Um, oh, super. Kevin Blake, what is your nap, please, of day three of the Grand National <laughs> Festival? John it should it, sh- it should be good time Johnny but look I'll make it Galvin because look yeah yeah why not go on Dan your nap please good it time, should Johnny. be good time Johnny and it is good time Johnny <laughs> there you go <laughs> he's uh, a certainty as well now come on <laughs> give us your national tip come on well, no, it's super boring. I think Noble the Eights is going to do the double. I quite like the look of Galvin, and I know people laugh at me. I know he's got a lot of weight, and I know he's an older horse, but I think the big dog might run well as well. Um, six places, those are my sort of three that I'm going to have, like... We have literally mentioned 10 between us there. Yeah, Great exactly. Come exactly. on. Um, <laughs> one year, imagine we all landed on the same one. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I tell you, the one horse that a load of people keep landing on is Vanillier. Loads of people are tipping that horse up and he's still a big price. But anyway, um, that wraps up the show, guys. Thank you, as always, for all the entry input. Before we go, go on, Dan. I feel bad now. Everyone's wanting this fucking Constitution Hill nugget. <laughs> go on. Go on. Uh, no, it was just Lynch here, Jamie. Lynch, my good pal and your current colleague, my former colleague, just texted. He mentioned that Frankel in his three seasons of race, and this is what an anticlimax this is now. Sorry. Um <laughs> ran his worst race put up his worst performance on the last start of every season for the three years and it's just a belief that these horses that are brilliant and apparently gag up do actually take something out of themselves and maybe Cheltenham had taken edge of him and if that isn't a, rauc- a raucous riotous anecdote to end the show I don't know what is he's a real party guy Lynch isn't he <laughs> I don't know, I don't know <laughs> but that wasn't it but anyway thank you for maybe just and, cut that out actually before my career <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> don't put your mouth was I giving it large again <laughs> so, uh, join us again on Monday guys for Wade In where we are going to have so much to talk about it's going to be the Aintree Review podcast we'll be getting stuck into all the talking points and those fascinating facts and stats that the likes of Jamie Lynch can provide for us <laughs> through Dan Barber uh, but now, enjoy the national Gamble responsibly. Have a good one. Thank you always for listening and watching.